Hello there, it's Friday, which means it's time once again for the best movie podcast ever. The only movie podcast to offer... Wait, hold on, which order do I say it in? Objective, objective and hyperbole free. That's it. Yep. Uh, Discussion, that's what we're doing, of every movie in the known universe. I am your host, the podcaster with no name, Conrad, and with me as always, he's the King of Sting, he's the Count of Monte Fisto, it's Anthony James. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Unexpected musicals, Conrad. <laughs> lovely. Absolutely lovely. Has Andrew Lloyd Webber entered the room? Uh, no, oh, it's yes. just... <laughs> Is that how he talks? I don't think I've ever actually heard uh, Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber speak. He's, he's got a face that doesn't match a human... And a voice that doesn't match a human face. I was Fucking say. hell. Shots fired at Andrew Lloyd Webber's face there. Um, by, I, mean, by I, I mean, I, I think he's okay. I think... He's, he's an alright fella. He's an alright fella. But but I will say, this film we're about to talk about, I'm not going to get too much into it now. I was not expecting this to be a musical. I didn't know anything about it. And I absolutely loved it. Bloody. Okay, well, that's a, a strong, a strong opening there from Anthony James. <laughs> How am I to stop that? that I mean, that it is... It is uh, yeah, I mean, it like it wears its heart on its sleeve. It's a it's a zombie movie that's also a musical. You know what it is because you've clicked on the title of this video. We're going to talk today about Anna and the Apocalypse. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I say without further ado, let's talk about some gosh darn movies. Let's do it. Movies. They are really fucking happening at the moment. They're all coming out. Um, how how has your movie watching week been, uh, Anthony? You you've just finished. I don't want to give the the listeners too much of a, a peek into your personal life, but you've just finished. Uh, oh, this is your first week post Masters. Yep, yep, yep. How's how um, how's celeb- treating you? I celebrated it with a solitary trip to see Shang Chi. Oh, did you? Uh, the legend, the yeah, I did. Lovely. The Legend of the Ten, Ten Rings, I think, is something like it's called. Um, yeah, not going to get too much into it. I enjoyed it. Last, if you haven't seen Chongxi, uh, and I think Conrad, you said you know it's one of those Marvel ones you weren't too excited about. Yeah, you need to watch this film when it comes out on Disney Plus because the last forty-five minutes you are going to be in dreamland. Okay, I mean it's got Michelle Yeoh in it, and uh, she's a badass. Um, I, I, so I, I, I kind of know what to expect from it. I should see it. I should see it. I've heard good things. You don't. You, you don't know what to expect from it. I, I, this is the thing, Conrad. Trust me. Look into my eyes. I'm looking. You are going to fucking love okay. the last 45 minutes of this film. Does it turn into me. a Space Jam movie for the last 45 minutes? I, I'm not giving any clues because right. it's very spoilery. It is delightful. Okay. Well, I mean, that's very exciting. I should see Shang Chi. That's that's one of those movies that I'm like, I should watch that, and I I will get round to that one because it actually sounds cool. Um, I I saw I saw that there, James Bond, um, which I'm not going to say oh, anything yeah. about. But Anthony, we've got a solemn responsibility. Something we need to do. Mm-hmm. It's the elephant uh, in the room. We have to, to get this out of the way before we actually talk about Anna the Apocalypse. And that is, uh, let's do what everyone else on the internet has done for the past 75 years and that's fantasy cast the next james bond um oh, yes. i've got a list for you i didn't want to spring this on you so i've got a list for you you can tell me what you think of these if you've got some to add that'd be great but i think this is pretty definitive and you can let me know okay so first off barbara broccoli and it's not pronounced broccoli and you have no idea how hard it is for me not to pronounce her surname as broccoli because <laughs> barbara broccoli sounds like a character in a children's tv show in made in the 50s um barbara broccoli has said they're going to start casting in 2022 is it time for another australian can sam worthington resurrect his career uh <laughs> as the next james bond dream casting of course oh. he is a, one of those he is a dream walker from avatar as we know but uh 
No, he cannot. Okay. I'm going to say. Um, having said that, I can't. All this talk about James Bond, I I honestly can't think of who the next James Bond should be. Um, I mean, if it's not Sam Worthington as the Aussie Bond. It's Paul Hogan. Let's be honest. Like it, it was it was his time yeah. <laughs> in the '80s, and they they passed him over, <laughs> and now it's it's time to circle back. Huey Jack, Huey Jack, Huey, maybe um... Hugh Jackman would be great. Like he's so clean cut. <laughs> he he, I, I, I don't believe Hugh Jackman has ever slept with a woman. When I look at him, I'm just, just like... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Who could they go for? Could they go for the guy who played Rob Stark, whatever his name? Oh is? well, um, oh, fuck, Richard Madden. Yes, I mean he's that's actually a yeah. good suggestion. So um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop you right. There. I'm gonna cut you off right there because this <laughs> yeah. is not, we're not sorry, LeBron James. Yeah, exactly. LeBron James. That's more like it. <laughs> That's more than speech. Shaquille O'Neal. Um, yeah. Speaking of Americans, um, Jason Derulo reinvi- reinvigorated his career with his uh, stunning performance in Cats two years ago. Is it time for Jason Derulo to take up the mantle as James Bond? He could be a singing Bond. I mean, un- unexpected musicals. We were talking <laughs> yeah, exactly. about them. So. <laughs> That's what better way to distinguish the post-Daniel Craig Bond era from, from yeah. the, the, the quite gritty, serious, grounded Bond yeah. that Daniel Craig left us with than by being like, now it's a musical, motherfuckers. Um, and just literally uh, opening uh, with the beginning of Austin Powers 2. But it's... I, I don't think... I think this is what you need to do, right? In, 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 in the style of Logan with uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman, you need to make a film like that. I don't know what you would call it. James, maybe? Sure. Uh, and have Pierce Brosnan pull on the tux one more oh. time. <laughs> Bring him out. What you... But, but No, what it needs to... It does need to be that, but it needs to be Pierce Brosnan in, like, the Chris Hemsworth um, from Avengers Endgame, like, Thor fat suit. So he pulls on the tux, <laughs> yeah. but he's, he's a bit... He's put on a bit of timber in the last 20 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really fit anymore, and but he has to make do because that's all he's got. And um, but it, There could be a Rocky Rocky for uh, Snowy Forest uh, tra- training sequence to get rid of the belly. Oh, imagine. Get Vince DiCola to, to, to score it like he did in Rocky Four. That's the dream. That's the dream. Well, I mean, there you go. You're welcome, Barbara Broccoli, uh, Sam Worthington, or Jason Derulo. Ball is in your court. I expect to see either yeah. of them in James Bond. Uh fairly soon um anthony we saw a zombie musical this week yeah we did have you seen a zombie musical before no actually good point i have not i have not seen a zombie musical i thought i'd never see a zombie musical (laughs) i'm i'm not that big of a fan of zombie films as you know uh i think i don't know why i don't know why i just have never i've never been allured by them i don't know what it is having said that i've not really seen a zombie film that i didn't really have you, like have so you seen the romero ones no i haven't okay because i mean those are the, those are good i feel like mm-hmm. in this day and age you're well within your rights to not like zombie movies because the ratio mm-hmm. of good ones to bad ones is massively skewed in favor of the bad ones yeah i don't know i just i just i don't i don't know why like just the idea of a zombie never really spoke to me i don't know i don't know what i don't know what it is i can't tell well, you. i mean but, they're, uh, they're not going to speak to you yeah. either to be honest like they're they're, they're, they're not uh, explaining yeah. anything to you that is true although i do love Shaun of the dead and this was said to be that this is what this is funny to me conrad it's a musical it's about zombies i have to be Shaun of the dead meets la la land mm. why la la land i maybe because it was out the same year or something it why la la land this is not la la land whatsoever was that, who, who was it who said la la land <laughs> or was that just what your brain came up with while you were watching it no, Alex Billington from First Showing. Uh, oh. he said, said, "Yeah, that's Shaun that, of the Dead meets La La Land." That's just like the most recent musical that they can think of. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is nothing like La La Land except that it is a musical. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. there's no resemblance.
semblance to it other than that. Um, so um, this is, uh, for those among you who have not read the title of the video that you're watching, this is Anna and the Apocalypse that we're talking about. It is the 2017 uh, horror comedy musical kind of genre blended thing directed by John McPhail. Um, it's written by Alan McDonald and a chap called Ryan McHenry wrote the original story and you'll like this, Anthony. Do you know, do you want to hear an interesting fact about Ryan McHenry? Jeez, I've been waiting all day. He is the man responsible for the Ryan Gosling won't eat his cereal vine. <laughs> oh, really? Yep, that meme, that <laughs> meme was him, um, and he he actually sadly, <laughs> yeah, he did that. yeah, he, yeah. So he actually uh, he he sadly passed away a couple of years before this was made. But oh. he wrote the original story, and this film is actually credited to him. And I went off and had a look at like what else he'd done, and it, top billing, Ryan Gosling won't eat his <laughs> cereal vine. So. Immortalized, oh immortalized in the family. That is a memes. great. That is a great one to be honest. Yeah. With you. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. No. So I mean, you're in. You're in good company if you're Alan McDonald who uh, adapted the screenplay from that story, um, and it, it is starring a bunch of young actors, most of whom I had not heard of prior to seeing this. To be honest, it's got a couple of old heads. You've got your. You've got your Paul K's doing a funny accent, and your um, uh, what's his face, Mark Benton, the the guy who isn't Robert Baratheon, but I feel like. If if the guy who played Robert Baratheon in Game of Thrones ever had like a sick day, Mark mm-hmm. Benton is who they could call and be like, "We <laughs> yeah. we need a body double for Robert Baratheon. Can you can you make it up to Northern Ireland?" Yeah, <laughs> not even body double, just just yeah, double. Just, like, du- just double. Yeah. We need a gruff, yeah. overweight Northern man, and you're the you're just the <laughs> ticket, Mark. Um, yeah. So just to warn you ahead of time, if you haven't seen this. We're going to change the format a little bit. We're going to talk a bit more spoiler. We're going to kind of go through a, a brief kind of plot rundown. So there will be some spoilers in this. So if you care about spoilers, stop listening now. Um, this this movie opens with a... Uh, does it open with a musical number? It opens with a car journey um, where where are the uh, titular Anna and her friend John played by Ella Hunt and, Mark- and Malcolm Cumming, are being driven to school. Uh, and then they uh, basically like jump into a musical number as soon as they get to school. Um, yeah, not quite. They introduce the, the character of Steph North first. Oh, my God. Yeah. Steph North, yeah. So uh, Sarah Swire, who plays Steph. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but to me, she's the best character in this whole movie. Why? She's just she's just the best. She's so funny and she's just so she's she's just so sarcastic and downtrodden and I I love her. Like she's so good. Do you She's good. I I yeah, I do, I do like her. I honestly I I do like her. But I um that song about Santa Man, that was hilarious. That was, yeah. Okay, so we'll get to that. So we, so we, yeah, we're introduced to some of our characters. We get Chris, played by an actor who doesn't appear to have, or he does have an IMDb page, but he doesn't have anything else on it. An actor called Christopher Levieux, mm. uh, which to me suggests that maybe he stopped acting, which is a real shame because I think Chris and his partner, uh, Lisa, played by Marley Sue, yeah. um, they are very very funny as well um they, they get a, a lot of the a lot of the uh a lot of the the, the best best stuff comes from them we meet them yeah. we meet who else do we meet uh the rubbish boyfriend played by ben wiggins who'd go on to be in the witcher um ex-boyfriend ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. Yeah, old flame let's say yeah. i don't know if they were yeah. ever official so i don't know if they can be exes but they're definitely not on the best of terms as we're introduced to mm-hmm. everyone um and then the the movie I'm just going to say it. I think the leads in this movie suck. I think they I think the leads are the worst thing about this movie. I don't know. In terms Oh, you mean you mean uh, Ella Hunt and Malcolm Cumming? Yeah, and Ben Wiggins to a certain extent as well. I th- I think 
you know, you've mentioned like Edgar Wright, and this is obviously influenced by Edgar yeah, Wright yeah, and yeah. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Like, it's so clear that Shaun of the Dead was what <laughs> they kind of were cribbing from, which is fine. That's a perfect. That's, yeah. a, that's a great movie to crib from. Um, but I think the big difference between this and Shaun of the Dead is that um, the writing in Shaun of the Dead is is so good, and the performances of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and and some of the mm-hmm, supporting cast mm-hmm. are so good that it can walk that tightrope of like emotionality and comedy really well. Um, yes, and I think this can do it. But Ella Hunt and Malcolm Cumming ain't it for me, uh, and I and I was really grateful mm-hmm. when we got away from them a bit. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Potentially, like I, I, I think they both performed their musical parts oh, very yeah, well. The musical, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So maybe that's why they were cast. But I think, in terms of the writing, that what they made a mistake for, in my opinion, like don't get me wrong, I did love this uh, film. I, I actually really, really enjoyed it. But um, I think one thing that uh, Shaun of the Dead did better in terms of uh, the, the the characters is that this film's comic relief characters were very much on the periphery yeah. of the story. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Shaun of the Dead had the main duo, um, who were you know Nick Nick Frost, who was the bumbling fool, and Sh- and Shaun, who was like you know the more straight character, mm. and they had them front and center. So you always had that dynamic between them. Whereas this, the main characters in this were all trying to be very sympathetic, like they yeah. and 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 the and the bumbling fools were off to the side, you know. Yeah, and I I think that's that's I I I like this movie as well. I actually when I first watched it, I didn't like it that much, and then watching it again, I was like, no, nah, this is better than I gave it credit for. Actually, it is still doing well. But I think the 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 best characters in this are the supporting cast. So when when we when it hits you over the uh, like like a like a ton of bricks, like you're watching this movie, and it's like I don't. I'm getting a bit of a high school musical vibe from these two characters. I'm not sure if I like this. And then suddenly it's like, wham, musical. And then and then it, and yeah. it's like, oh, okay, no, actually, these songs are really catchy, and um, and and the, these these two leads can perform them well. And then you also have the supporting cast of really kind of funny characters to back them up. It it, it picks itself back up, I think. So um, it does, but it's doing a lot an hour and a half though. There's oh, a lot uh, happening, yep. and and. It's- it's not all successful like they've got all the comedy elements you've got the zombie elements you've got the musical elements and they've also got the layered bad guy Nick who's played by Ben Wiggins in there too and I think that it's a lot for an hour and a half of a film yeah I think if they had the budget this would have been two hour film yeah I think I think you're probably right um, so um, I mean yeah we get introduced to all these characters we get uh, the a, a great song to open like Hollywood ending very kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> It's very sort of like hopeful teen rom-com kind of song where, I mean, it's I, I guess it's not hopeful actually because it's singing about how these certain characters aren't going to have like the lives that Hollywood says they're going to have. But it still has that kind of youthful enthusiasm that just disappears as this movie goes on um and uh and then and then we're into it like they they do they do some teen stuff for the rest of the day uh steph has her keys confiscated because that's going to come up as a plot point later in the movie and then they do the classic that's almost like a sort of a separate part of the movie and then they do like the classic kind of Shaun of the Dead cold open where Anna wakes up and leaves her house singing with earbuds in and is dancing around as like the world burns around her and is completely oblivious <laughs> at the zombie yeah. apocalypse going on to, to me this was uh, I think a reference for this song was very uh, much uh, Lily Allen LDN you know the song where she's uh you know the, the the song about London where she's um, skipping Lily Allen skipping through London and she's seeing colourful things and it's all beautiful. Sun is in the sky, oh why, oh why. And then, but whenever it actually fades away to what she isn't seeing, it's just like you know very downtrodden, grey London with homeless yeah. people sitting everywhere. Yeah. And I think that I think that really felt. I got that 
idea here because she was like dancing around and singing and obviously you have the Shaun of the Dead influence there as well with everything going off behind her in terms of zombies yeah. but I thought in terms of herself her performance she was really drawing on Lily Allen vibes to me there yeah I think her her like um kind of cheerful ignorance really sells the comedy of that in a way mm-hmm. uh that yeah. that um it required it required some um some finesse to do I, I I think yeah I can definitely see the Lily Allen influence to me actually as well because because it's October so I'm just watching loads of horror movies um i recently watched the Zack snyder remake of dawn of the dead um and in that there's a scene where basically the main character uh falls asleep with her partner wakes up her partner dies and she runs out of the house and um and then like it kind of zooms out from the suburbia and there's just like fires everywhere and people running across uh running across uh roads and stuff and i felt like it was probably pulling a little bit from that as well yeah yeah yeah. Um, that makes sense yeah but it's a it's great it's great opening and this is a, p- a personal choice for me and one that I'm really pleased when uh, any kind of zombie movie uh, makes it. And that is they use the word zombie. They get it out of the way early. They say yes, John, yeah. I think it's John. Yeah, he stabs one. He stabs one with a with a with a um, a no, it's not a candy cane at that point. I can't remember what they stab the zombie snowman with. But oh no, oh no, no, I don't. Doesn't um, Anna takes its head off with a, with a seesaw? Yes, yeah, that's right. Anna takes its head off with a seesaw, mm-hmm. and then John screams because he gets blood on him. And he yeah. says immediately afterwards, "That's a zombie." And I love when when a, a movie is aware if they don't just pretend that yeah, there hasn't yeah. been like seventy years of cinema dedicated <laughs> to, to yeah. fucking zombies. At this point, come on, we're ready. We're ready for these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So they they uh, he- they head to school. They meet up with uh, with um, uh, what's his face, uh, Chris, uh, who is he's in the bowling alley with uh, with with Steph. Um, and we get what I think. I mean, I'll be interested to see if you if you agree with this. What I think is the funniest scene in the whole movie, where they decide after killing some zombies in the in the bowling alley where uh, where uh, Anna works, they decide to upturn a kid's inflatable <laughs> yeah. uh, ball pit and use that as like a kind of barrier between themselves and the zombies. <laughs> almost worked. It, it almost, almost worked. did work. I mean, you know, all you really need is like some kind of like heavy beads draped underneath yeah. it to protect your shins from zombie from ankle biters yeah. but um no the, the the shag marry kill conversation with zombie rihanna zombie beyonce and zombie uh Miley Cyrus <laughs> yeah, yeah. was very funny i have to say oh uh, yeah whenever they said they asked uh steph what would you do and she said okay well i'd marry zombie beyonce. <laughs> she says i'd kill all and of them because zombies that... and he says yeah. no play it properly which is a great <laughs> yeah 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 but but then she then she says right okay marry beyonce and then john goes what so you're killing rihanna <laughs> yeah. so yeah as obviously you are yeah, yeah it's great it's so funny uh and then an old lady zombie sits on her head and uh and um <laughs> yeah. urinates all over her which is interesting well, it, was warm. Uh, you know, mm. it wasn't wet but it was warm i'll say that as conrad you know what i got uh, got from this Go i actually felt it was very much like pirates of the caribbean oh okay walking at the bot the bottom of the ocean with a boat over your head like will turner and jack which Sparrow. one does that happen uh, in the very first, the first one within one? the first, okay. tw- first 20 minutes yeah so they're walking with the, with with their like because they they are strong strong like bull and they can actually hold the boat hold the boat down even though there's fucking a load of air in it i i don't remember that from pirates of the caribbean that sounds far-fetched <laughs> even for a movie about zombie pirates to be honest yeah, well, they're he's hold, they're hold, yeah, exactly. They're holding the boat under with all this air in it, as if it wouldn't just fucking fly <laughs> yeah. up. 
Listen, that's not how pressure works. Listen, I, I'm not a physicist. I can't. I can't explain <laughs> that situation. So I could see my. I, I, this is very much of those in glass houses shouldn't cast stones situation. Because I, I could see yeah. myself making a mistake like that in a screenplay that I write, and then, and then, <laughs> then they'll come for me. So I have to. Do, I have to just be like, fair enough. Sure, you yeah, could do works. that. Um. Okay, so you've mentioned this character already, but we get introduced to him. Oh, we've been introduced to him already, but he gets sort of a big musical debut after the zombie zombie stuff's kicked off, and that's mm-hmm. Nick, as I say, played by Ben Wiggins. Uh, I, I don't like criticising people's appearances in movies, but I, I have to mention his hair, which I just cannot get past in this movie. It just uh, he he's presented as like this this tough guy, and his hair is just this kind of like poofy. Uh, poofy kind of curly mess, and I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't take him seriously as a tough guy, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Well, I suppose the go-to would have been just to give him, a, give him like a number two all over. Well, that, or yeah, something. that's what like I thought. Would... You know, I thought we'd get that kind of traditional transitional scene, at like two thirds of the way yeah, through yeah. the movie, where he comes to terms with his, with his past and shaves his head. But unfortunately, <laughs> that was left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, they didn't trust him to get in one take. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It'll get caught. It'll get caught in those curls. It's too much work. Like we we haven't got time to film that. It was only so many hours in the day. Yeah, but what about what about what about uh, old uh, Nick though? The, Jesus Christ, the amount amount this man had went through. So basically, my head at the like obviously we're skipping forward here, but my head was if they ever find a cure for this thing, you know, you just you just murdered your dad, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. You've left no. There's no comeback from that. Like, if you find a way. Yeah. Although, I mean, to be fair, most people who get turned into zombies, you know, they're dead. They're definitely dead before they turn into a zombie. So, I mean, I wouldn't. I if, if it happened in real life, though, I would be getting all my family members who were zombies, putting them in the garage, locking it, and waiting for it. Oh, you'd be doing the fucking dead inside thing, so that in like two months time a group of survivors can come along and open it and get and get got by them um i don't yeah. know what i would do you know i because I, I feel like it, you know if you get your neck bitten out if something comes along and cures the zombie virus you still haven't got a neck anymore and that's not going to be good True. either so i'd just be like True. just yeah. put them down put them down put them down my brother sometimes <laughs> listens to this and i'll tell you nick if you're listening to this i'll put you down <laughs> like with a, with a, with a, with a second thought <laughs> that's not true i love my brother um he's been told just pretend nick that we're talking about you the whole time we're talking about this character okay. that's how conrad's so i mean talking about killing zombies then we have to address the, the there's another elephant in the room here this room is absolutely full of elephants as it turns out um yep, yep. when uh, uh, Nick makes his return to the scene and he comes with his red shirt friends who are obviously going to die because they don't get any lines at all. Um, (laughs) He's introduced singing this song called Soldier at War, which is, I've got two notes on. I need to get your opinion on both of these. First off, as someone in a, I don't know how you'd phrase, it's not like kind of English phrasing, but there's there's parts of the world where we pronounce it ass and there's parts of the world where they'll say ass. And yeah. No, it's a different word, but okay. It is a different word. That's true, but but I mean, in in like kind of the the uh, the British English pronunciation, you, you would never you never call someone an ass. You wouldn't call someone yeah. an ass. So my question to you is, where do you stand on songs sung and written by people from the British pronunciation part of the world, where they use the pronunciation ass for the purposes of a convenient rhyme? Tell me the rhyme, and then I'll so, tell you the... Uh... In, in Soldier at War, he says, uh, when it comes to killing zombies, I'm head of the class. While you were hiding, I was kicking some ass. Oh, uh, class and ass, I should say. I pronounce class Class, wrong, ass. Class. 
Um, yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't say class. He should say class. Actually, actually I was going to say because class yeah. actually. I, I messed that up by by letting my own my own pronunciation slip into the first word. But yeah, he says class and ass, and I heard it and I was like, that's a shame. That is a shame that you've done that. I actually don't mind it. Yeah, I don't. I. I yeah, maybe it's. I don't know why. I don't mind it. It seems a bit effective class. to me. That's my. I think that's my problem with it. But maybe he was. Just, maybe he's saying that they're not as they're like they're, they're the same intelligence level as yeah maybe he was literally kicking ass he was kicking <laughs> yeah. an ass um he'd just come from killing zombie zombie yeah, asses it wasn't the they were over. in the country to be fair so there may yeah, have been yeah, some about yeah. okay fair enough um the second point is his friends this this song takes place while he and his friends are arming themselves uh from shopping trolleys to fight a i think it's like a, a zombie netball team or they're just they're a bunch of <laughs> bunch of girls dressed like sportsmen uh so oh, i yeah, i, I, yeah. I I don't know what sport they were playing. Um, sports women. Sports women, yeah. excuse me. Or sports zombies, rather. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zombies, zombies have a yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so wh- when they're picking the weapons, one of them picks a fucking, like, a, a set of knives that he holds between his fingers, which isn't great. I had this, this I had the same yeah, gripe. It, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, it, it, like, knives between <laughs> your fingers, it's not great, but okay, you know, it's a weapon at least. One of them picks a fucking PlayStation controller that he's swinging around <laughs> like a flail, which, and one of them just picks a watermelon. <laughs> like, yep, yep. What, what's going on there? What's, what's, what do you think was going through those people's heads? Um, I think this shows you that these days, you know, behavior, lack of behavior is actually seen as a special need. <laughs> and therefore, um, Nick being a poorly behaved child was in the special needs class. And this is where he got his friends because these these guys don't know what they're doing. Let's just say <laughs> no, that. The, that melon boy, they're just like, what are you like? Uh, and to be fair, they play into the joke because <laughs> when, when he kills... Uh, well, kills. He definitely doesn't kill them with the watermelon. It's done like with a with a, a a sort of low angle shot facing up at him with a with a reverse down to a zombie on its knees, and he swings it down, and then just a bunch of watermelon flies up into the shot. No <laughs> brains or anything, so it clearly didn't work. Um, and and the the place no brains in the zombie or the guy with the watermelon. Well, yeah, exactly. You uh, you make your own mind up about which one I'm talking about. It's both. Both is the answer. Um, and and the PlayStation guy. I think he immediately ditches the PlayStation controller for some a little bit more practical um but it's it's a strong introduction to the character i would say of nick yeah yeah no it was definitely i i I spent the whole time uh this in this scene where he had the baseball bat and those other idiots had the other things thinking geez that's the only time i would want guns you know when there's zombies i can understand why why having a gun around guns would be useful i've actually just realized as well i've i've actually missed something out which is the christmas concert that happened just before this that we do need to mention because that is uh marley sue's um her big performance wait you're introduced to this character and she kind of makes out with Chris in that kind of way that annoying couples that you when you were sixteen did, where they just like couldn't keep their hands off each other. And you think, oh, it's Move nice. your tongue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and and you think they're you know they're going to be a couple. That's fine. That's that's their that's their characterization because everyone's a bit two dimensional in this really. So their characterization is they are a couple. And then they they mention that she's going to be performing at the talent show, which is going on the evening that the zombie outbreak is happening before the stuff that we just mm-hmm. talked about in the morning. And yeah mention stuff like chris's grandma's gonna be there it's a whole big thing and then she performs this song which is just i don't know if it's a real song i don't think it is i don't think it is 
it's unbelievable the sort of, like it, uh, the way that the way they capture and bearing in mind she's supposed to be like 16 in this at the oldest <laughs> like and she's singing about uh, uh, you know there are in the grand in the in the grand tradition of christmas songs there are plenty that are thinly veiled metaphors for santa being a man that the female singer wants to come over and have sex with. Her. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, a, that's a, less about the woman wanting something that... and more about Dean Martin being fucking weird. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's if Paul Kay was singing it. Yeah, uh, but this one, so she's singing about she wants Santa to come over and give her chimney a good unblocking. Uh, she wants yeah. him to empty his sack. And she's, she's like, dancing with empty shirtless sack, male yeah. dancers. It's amazing. <laughs> But also, like, Paul Kay's, uh, you know, he's the deputy headmaster. <laughs> and his response to this is just to be like, filth. filth. But he must have seen it in rehearsals. <laughs> no, I think I think the little shot of, before she started singing, turning around and being like, <laughs> with the thumb up, I think she was, like, showing that she was getting a, a track put on that wasn't Oh, wasn't I didn't, I see. There you go. They beat me to it. Well done, John McPhail. You've proven I wasn't paying enough attention, clearly. But to be quite honest with you, unfortunately, like... Or fortunately, like where Paul K's character goes, he is a real pathetic loser. Yeah. So it's he really thinks he has control of these kids, but from the, even the very start, before shit starts hitting the fan, already the person, one of the people in his uh, play, was already willing to piss the piss off, piss him off, and not listen yeah. to him by playing this raunchy. What? Song. And the penguins were trying to get away from him as well, like during the rehearsal, they were they were running, <laughs> they had no penguins. respect for him. Well, I mean, oh, the legends. Let's let's talk about Paul K then. So, I mean, basically, the plot of this movie is get to the school because that's where all our parents are locked up and all our friends are locked up um, mm-hmm. after this performance. And, and essentially, the characters are moving in that direction. Um, some of them dying yeah. along the ter- uh, the way. John dies. I I don't care about John in the slightest. I did not regret his death. Paul K is the villainous deputy headmaster who's kind of locked up a bunch of people and then when they've told him to piss off he essentially releases a bunch of zombies to to eat them how 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 did you find him as a villain it sounds like he kind of worked for you see i find it difficult to divorce the 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 non-musical plot from the musical pieces I, i i quite i liked his performance as the character in that regard, I, in terms of the musical nature of it, I saw it, what they were trying to do with him being the bad guy in that nature. The actual way that it came about that he was the bad guy, I don't think it was believable whatsoever. Mm. Uh, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. I think someone who was that, you know, he wanted to be in charge so much, it would have been very easy for him to go from a position of being in charge in the school to being in charge of taking them somewhere else. Yeah. You know, it was. It, it's weird that they made it about the school, you know? Yeah. Well, I wonder if that was a budgetary concern. They were just like, it has to stay yeah, in the yeah. school because we don't have... We've done the, the Christmas tree farm. We've done the, the, the musical numbers with the big... Like, the, all the choreography. Which, by the way, actually, um, uh, it's, uh, what's her name? Sarah Swire playing Steph. She's the one who did all the choreography for those. So not only was she, like, a lead in this movie, she also choreographed most of the dance sequences. Um, oh, that's good. But yeah, so I, I think for me, he's he's uh, most of the characters in this are quite two dimensional. He is the most two dimensional character. He's just like I'm evil, and I'm not really gonna 
get into why I'm evil. The most, the most, um, the most characterization we ever get for him is the moment during Hollywood ending, right at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. where he briefly, hilariously, and and it's supposed to be mournful, but it's very funny because of the funny voice that Paul K is putting on. Um, that they're singing "Uwa Uwa," no such thing as a Hollywood ending, and then you hear this. He's <laughs> he's singing like "Uwa." Oh, uh, no such thing as a Hollywood ending. And you just hear that cutting yeah, yeah, over yeah. the top of the really nice audio. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, it, and it's and that's the only the only characterization we get for him is that they're because he's sad when he's singing that bit of the song. Perhaps there was some something that happened in his past <laughs> that made him want to. Well, kill we people. do. Yeah, well, we do, we also do get a little bit of build for him when they say. He's like, you know, he's saying that the principal's retiring, and come January, this school will be mine. Yes, you know, so we get we get a li- we get a little bit of what his motivation I, is. Um, I'll tell you what, we know why that principal was retiring during Marley Sue's song because he was he could he was giving it the big bollocks with the applause for that, which is yeah, uh, like I mean, you know, if you work with children, you should not be applauding what happened during that performance. Is all <laughs> is all I'm going to say. Yeah. See, um, well, to be fair, like. To be fair to that guy, like he didn't seem to ha- know what was going no. on. <laughs> he, he was he was like swaying about like uh, at the start. Very, you know, I don't I don't know. By the end of it, maybe he had a bit of a dirty mind. But I think at the start, he definitely didn't know what was going. And maybe on. it was just enthusiasm. It was just innocent enthusiasm. But he just loves the kids. It, he well, just loves the kids. Uh, either way, I'm I'm skeptical. I'm I'm, I'm skeptical of him. <laughs> so um, we we get to the school. We've got to get our big kind of climax. Mark Benton's there for a little bit. Like and there's a. There's yet another of those. They they do it so much in this movie, and it kind of annoyed me to be honest. The yeah. the the scene where there's a scuffle with a zombie, and then everything settles down. They kill the zombie, and then one of the characters goes, "I can't go on. I've been bitten." And and they do it like three yeah. fucking times in this movie, and it's like yeah. you can get away with that once, and and maybe twice if you're a really good movie. But they do it with John, they do it with Mark Benton, and I'm pretty sure they do it with someone else as well. And it's yeah. It, it, by the second time, I was like, well, Mark Benton, I don't care, frankly. Yeah, I've got no interest. The Mark, the Mark Benton. Well, they did it with Lisa and Chris as well. The Mark mm. Benton one. Um, I that was the most blatant for me because the, the, he was having like the scuffle. And then he was close to the zombies with his feet. And it very clearly cut for like a second to show his feet near the zombies yeah. and then cut back. Yeah. It's like, you didn't need to do yeah. that. Like, you know, we, we, we knew. What could they be point, showing us here? I wonder. Yeah, yeah. Like, we know what's happening. Yeah. He's near the zombies. Yeah. He's going to die. We get it. You know? Yeah. I mean, he, he needs to die so that Anna can go on her trip around Australia. That's like, that's how this works. Because he can't move on from, from his dead wife. Um, so I will I will say Conrad I will say you are right but I will I will say you make a good good point that Steph might be the best character because I will say the best line in the whole film for me is when she drives up the end and this goes saved your life <laughs> yeah that, yeah that is really good and and that is the moment actually as well where the Edgar Wright editing re- uh, really comes into or I mean Edgar Wright didn't edit it it was I wrote this down because I couldn't remember Chris Dickens is the name of the editor for Edgar Wright but that like saved your life boom and then rather than showing them get into the car you do the like quick cuts like door open seatbelt cl- uh, like uh, <laughs> yeah. seatbelt comes like door shuts engine revs and the car goes off like it's it's proper yeah. proper edgar wright stuff um i actually showed my uh film studies class that uh that 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 bit where the edgar wright cut yeah. it's a bit it's a bit like it's a bit like in snatch you know don't go to london you know uh yes. but uh 
what do you call it? I showed them that because we're going to be making like a, a film and there have to be like student council members who are like the police and we're going to have them getting ready with their high-vis vest and all just in... And we're going to do the exact same editing Amazing. style yeah. for that, you know? I mean, it works. Yeah. It definitely works. And mm-hmm. it's... Um, it's a decent... Yeah, the, the ending is decently satisfying. So basically, I mean, in the end, like Steph, uh, Anna and Nick are the only ones who make it out. Uh, Chris and uh, Chris and Lisa are a zombie couple. Paul K is torn apart savagely by zombies um a, a bit disappointing paul k's death I, i'm gonna say actually because he kind of gets knocked into the uh knocked into the the uh the crowd of zombies when they're fighting on the stage by chekhov's mm-hmm. nativity star that swings swings back, yeah, back yeah. down earlier in there swings down early in the what movie a, what a chekhov oh, what God. a chekhov well, it swings down and then they draw attention to it and say you need to look at that like that's health and safety need to be on this it's like oh i wonder who's gonna get yeah. killed by that later um and i uh, wouldn't you know it's him but he gets knocked and he kind of does the crowd surfing thing it cuts away and then it comes back and he's on the floor and they're already like pulling his guts out and it's a bit like mm. i would i grew up watching zombie movies with tom zavini as the as the the special effects artist on them i need to see him being torn apart give me that at least <laughs> um but i mean overall it sounds like you really enjoyed this then and that's that's uh I, I, that pleases me anything with anything musical i will enjoy yeah. um to a certain extent um this one definitely was like La La Land for me in that <laughs> yeah. I really I really enjoyed the music, but it, it was lacking in other places for me. Yeah. Having said that, La La Land was was better than this. I will say. Um, Do you have a favorite song? But, or... uh, um, I think hmm. I put you on the spot. Yeah, no, I'll say I can't remember the name of any of them. Um, I like actually. I no, I'll tell you what. I like the um, uh. Stick to the stuff you know. Sorry, no, this isn't High School Musical. It's the one in the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood ending. That's the that's that's the the big that's the big banger. I thought. Oh, what's the opening? I don't know what the opening one is. The Hollywood ending. Yes, that's the one in the cafeteria. That's the one I like. Yeah. The 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 opening song. I'm not sure what it was called then. The the one the um, one where she's dancing around oblivious to the zombies. No, 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 no. The opening song is the one where she closes her locker over and then walks through the screen. Oh. Yeah. And and it's and it's also got Steph North in it. It's like the big opening one for a musical where you yeah. give a little bit of something. Yeah, to you're right. I'd forgotten that song to be honest, which is probably a sign that I didn't didn't enjoy it as the, much. The no such thing as a Hollywood ending song, I think, is technically called the I Want song in uh, musical parlance. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that. I've never heard that before. I don't know my. Is that because mm-hmm. I want more songs after this banger of a? Have a second? No, I think yeah, I think you have the big opening number, and then the next sort of usually the next song is called the "I Want" song, where the char- the main character or characters tell you what they, they want lay out from their hopes their and dreams. Or, yeah, like yeah. um, it's like it's like Moana. I yeah, across the world. Fuck, that applies yeah. to every Disney movie. Now I'm thinking about it. What's that, mm. the one in Aladdin yeah, yeah, yeah. where he's uh, uh, like talking about yeah. not wanting to be a street rat anymore? Um, yeah, very good. I don't like that. Yeah. Yes. Well, there you go. I've learned something, and hopefully you've learned something too, dear listener. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Anthony, rating half stars for cowards. What are you giving it? Three. Yep. Three, three for me. I think three. Okay. I, this when I first watched this, I gave it a two. I didn't enjoy it that much. I thought there's good bits about this, but the the uh, kind of similar to you, to be honest. The story didn't really get me but this time i was like you know what i enjoyed that a lot more than i did so i gave it three as well and i think that's fair i think it's a good old a good old crack at the Shaun of the dead style uh thing it's not as well executed as Shaun of the dead but not a bad try i would say yeah no, no, no. 
it was a, it was a great little jaunt through a musical yeah. zombie film, and I I'm probably not going to say that again. So that's that's at least something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many more? Uh, how many opportunities are you going to get to see a zombie musical? That's the real question. Here. <laughs> yeah, you should go see it. Um, okay. Well, I think that's about gonna do it for us here on the best movie podcast mm-hmm. ever, which leads us very naturally to answering one simple question, as we always do, and that is, Anthony, what's your favorite movie this week? My favorite movie is National Geographic. Uh, whale documentary. I can't remember the name of it, but it's really fucking good. How how it's called, fucking like, dare you say this is your favorite movie when you don't even know the name of it? Right, Free Willy. Free Willy. <laughs> you compromise the integrity of this of this uh, this sacred. It's called question. the. Ta- it- it's called the tale of the whale or something. I don't fucking know, but it goes through all the different whales and shows you they they have culture, Conrad. Culture. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, um, you're a big fan of the whales. You're a big fan of the whales. Yeah. So I'll say I'll say Free Willy. I'll say Free okay. Willy. Okay. I'm gonna say Shaun of the Dead because that's what this reminded me of. But Anna the Apocalypse, Anna and the Apocalypse. I keep like there's too many ends in that, so it's like Anna, Anna, Anna the Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's a good time, worth checking out. Um, next yeah. week we are going to be doing Hocus Pocus, which is what we said we were going to do, and then I forgot about it, so I suggested this instead. But we're going to be continuing our our spooktacular season with Hocus Pocus. Um, so thank you to Nancy Wyatt and Jared Escarrant for the use of our theme song. You can find links to their stuff down in the stuff below. And thank to th- thank to thank you to you. Oh my God, I can't speak today. Thank you to you for listening. Uh, please consider subscribing. We are the best movie podcast ever on podcasting apps and we are the culture cave on youtube uh, give the show a like it really does help and we will see you same time same place next week brain